Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast hosted by me, Alexandra Aguila. And today we are recording episode number 17, a Cubs episode as this is going to be released on Friday. So yeah, today's episode 17. I'm super excited to start this one off because it's going to be a little bit different, but it's going to be a good different and I'm excited. So let's dive into it because it's going to be kind of long. So first I wanted to talk about what this episode is going to be about. As we know, a week from the day this is getting released, Friday, January 20th, was CubsCon. It was the first day of CubsCon. CubsCon was January 13th to January 15th, Friday through Sunday, and I was in attendance. It was my first time there, and I loved it, and I learned so much, and met so many new people, and I was it was just the best experience ever, and I'm currently facing post-CubsCon depression right now. But yeah, so I was at CubsCon. It was super fun. And this episode is going to kind of be just sharing how it went for me, how I liked it, what things like maybe I wasn't too fond of, um, things I learned it, like being my first time, my whole experience and everything. So that's really what we're going to talk about today in this episode. It's going to be really more experience-based, talking about me, what I went through, and then towards the end, we're going to touch on some news that we found out this past week. So without further ado, let's get into it because it's going to be a fun one. All right, so let's start off with day one, which was on Friday. So day one was kind of kick things off, and the only thing that was really on the agenda was opening ceremony. So it's basically when all the players get called up, onto the stage and you cheer for them, all that jazz. So that was really the only thing planned for Friday. Now, Friday, it started around like, mm, I want to say like 4.30ish, maybe like 5. But I mean, you could obviously be there earlier because some people were staying at the hotel. So I had school that day and I only went for half a day and then we got downtown around, I want to say like 2, 2.30ish. And we got there, we parked, and then we headed over to the Sheraton Hotel, which there that was where CubsCon was. So we got there and then literally as soon as you enter the hotel, even outside of the hotel, they have like fake ivy and then they have like the numbers that are on the outfield wall, things like that. And you, like your jaw is on the floor. It is so nicely decorated, honestly. They had these big posters of like all the players on the windows. It was so cute. I loved it how everything was decorated. They had huge banners, things like that. And then there were so many people there too. Obviously, there was a bunch of people who were checking in because some people um, were staying in the hotel over the weekend. And then obviously, it just started. So a bunch of people there and the energy was good. The second you stepped into that hotel, you felt the good vibes. It was just so positive and so fun. You saw everybody in their Cubs gear. It was, I loved it. I loved it. So we went down to go check in. That was the first thing that we did. And the check-in process went by really, really fast. It looked like earlier on because we maybe did get there a little bit later. Um, it definitely probably was a lot more people, but um, there was not a lot of people when we were there and we kind of just walked through the line and then we got our like lanyard pass and then we also got like a gift bag type of thing. And then, um, yeah, so apparently inside of the gift bags, there was a voucher. So like you scratch it off and then if you got lucky, it would say like, oh, you get to meet Kyle Hendricks. You get to meet Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, like one of the big players. 
but then you know if you weren't lucky you got like five dollars off of like five percent off or like five dollars off of a fifty dollar purchase something like that so all four of us all every person who was in my family all got five dollars off and we were so disappointed but it's okay so not a good run with that but Anyways, um, we checked in and then after the check-in process, right by kind of where everything is, we, there was like a bunch of booths set up. So there was the Cubs minor league stuff. So like, um, double A and then triple A and then even like summer ball and, um, spring training, like the Arizona people were there. So it was really cool to see all that stuff, um, and kind of get like information about spring training games because, if you do not know, I hope to attend a spring training game this year. Maybe we'll make it happen. But yeah, so a bunch of information about that. Um, and then kind of in the same section is they have like a cub store, basically like a mini cub store with all jerseys, shirts, um, merch like that kind of. And then they also have a Cubs authentic section. So like the authentics were obviously like game worn stuff, um, things that were like jerseys of guys who are not on the team anymore, um, name tags like that go on top of their locker, things like that. They were honestly pretty cool, like scorecards. That stuff was really good and honestly reasonably priced as well. I think like the cheapest jersey was like 45 bucks and it was actually pretty cool. Like if you just wanted it to have like to hang somewhere like in your basement, man cave type deal, definitely would have bought one. Like it's actually a really good deal for a game worn jersey. Obviously, you know, the guys like Contreras, Hap, you know, Horner, those were a little bit more pricey and then they were also gone really fast. But like if you wanted Rivas, Duffy was still there, like guys like that who were on the team but for a short amount of time and weren't as popular, definitely a pretty good deal. So that was a good section. Now talking about, you know, the Just Cubs regular merch section, that is also a really good section. I think like that was probably one of my favorite parts of the whole convention because I thought it was pretty cool. So, like, they had Cubs convention, like, sweatshirts, shirts, whatever, um, and then, like, also, like, kind of, like, nicer shirts, things like that, and then they had a jersey selection. So, their jersey selection was honestly so good. They had, obviously, the pinstripes, but then they had City Connect, and then they had a few players who were in the away blues. They didn't have away grays. I didn't notice that, but all of the jerseys came in size, like small, medium, large, extra large, whatever. And then um, of every single player, like you saw Jamison Tyone, you saw Kyle Hendricks, you saw Cody Bellinger, Dansby Swanson. Um, let's see who else was there. Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele. So I think I was so impressed that the jerseys were of players who maybe they're not as popular, you know, like you're always going to have the Haps, the Morels, the Horners, things like that. But Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, Jan Gomes, that was really cool to see. Like, I think that was probably one of my favorite parts because, and I think coming from me because I love the underdog guys. Like, for example, um, well, let's talk 2016. So 2016 Cubs, your, your favorite player was either Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, or Javier Baez. David Ross, too, can be thrown in the mix because those were the core guys, right? So I, my favorite player would literally be like Miguel Montero, Addison Russell, you know, somebody who isn't as famous as the other guys. So for example, last year, my favorite player was Alfonso Rivas because, you know, Mexican background. I thought he was also a really good first baseman, um, things like that. Obviously, Ian Happ has always been my favorite player before he kind of got this boost of 
you know, noticeability and things like that. But I think like I've always been the type of person to just love the underdogs or the guys who aren't as appreciated as much. So like Jan Gomes, like I would buy their jerseys just because I feel like it's different. You know what I mean? Like you're always going to find, like I said, a Contreras jersey, a Hap jersey, a Horner jersey. Back then, a Rizzo, Bryant, Baez, that's all you saw. And I liked having the guys who, you know, maybe you didn't see once in a while. So I thought that was really cool to see that they had the option for you to get one of those guys. You know, like not a bunch of people had a Justin Steele jersey or a Keegan Thompson jersey. So I think that was really cool because... Like I said, that's, you know, that's what, like, I'm, like, interested in. And also, like, it's so hard to find those guys, like, and find their jersey. Because if you want their jersey, you either have to go online at MLB shop and, like, customize your own, which is obviously more expensive, or you got to find a place to do it for you. This is a great example. So, Two years ago, in the 2021 season, my favorite player was Jock Peterson. So, Jock Peterson was only with the team for, you know, the beginning of the season before the All-Star game and before that break, and then he got traded. So, during that time, you know, I loved having Jock Peterson on the team. He was my favorite player, and I wanted a Jock Peterson jersey. That was when the City Connects came out. So, I was like, I want a City Connect, but I was like, I don't know who to get. So, I was like, I have to get Jock Peterson. So... I went on the MLB website and they didn't have them and especially like you can't they don't have customizable women's jerseys so and I wanted a woman's one so what I did I went through all of this just to get my own jersey of the player of my choice I went to Dick's Sporting Goods and I purchased a woman's City Connect jersey that had nothing on the back right and then I went to this place. I wish I could remember the name. If I do, I will insert it here because they're honestly the best people ever. I found a place that was like an hour and a half away from my house that was able to like customize my jersey to the way I wanted it to and like put Peterson on it, put number 24 on there. And we drove all the way over there. This was like one of like just a few places because I know that like there's a bunch of stores that do that I think the cup store at Wrigley will do that for you like Ivy shop I think it's called but like I wanted it like stitched on there and most of those places will just iron it on patch it things like that like I have uh, another Cubs jersey that says my name on it but it's like the font is weird because all they do is kind of like screen print it and I kind of wanted it more like stitching like an actual authentic jersey so these people we get over there and oh my god they are the best ever I really wish I could remember their name but this company literally took my jersey and they do like jerseys for like little league teams or high school teams things like that and they took my jersey and they put Peterson 24 everywhere like in the correct spots like they did the exact font that it is on the Sigurdi Connect jerseys like the same colors they even put the 24 on the front which a bunch of um, jerseys didn't have at the time now they do that's what I noticed this year at CubsCon but before in 2021 when they just came out if you wanted to buy a City Connect jersey of like Hap or or Hayward or someone it would say the number on the back but it wouldn't have the number on the front and mine had the number in the front and it was so good I loved it so anyways I that's all I had to do I had to do so much just to get a Jack Peterson jersey and then okay funny story he actually did get traded the following week and that was a whole big disaster but I don't regret it because it's such a nice jersey so anyways going back to this I think that's so great that they had this like 
all the variety of players because like I said usually for a bunch of people it just takes forever to find the jersey that they want and then get it to what they like what player they want so I think this was really really good that was probably my one of my favorite parts is that they had just such a wide variety they still didn't have any women's jerseys of the players like the players the player jerseys were all men's jerseys and I think there was a few youth ones but not as wide as a variety of like the men's ones which is fine because I fit into the men's small and it was whatever but still would have liked to see the women's section a little bit more bigger with the jersey options and things but whatever but anyways I thought that was a really cool part and then moving on to another booth obvious shirts were there I if you don't know I'm a big obvious shirts fan um I basically have every single obvious shirt you could imagine um <laughs> and yeah so they were there and that time that I went Joe wasn't there so it was like just um other people and I just looked around things like that they had every single shirt that's on their website that's on their website you could find there um really good setup they had their logo it was super cute so that was that and then I think that was really it for that kind of level inside the room where you check in um but yeah it was pretty good pretty good like opening start to just walking into Cubs Con um let's see so then after that we took a little bit of time there just looking around and things like that and then we kind of went back upstairs and we just kind of scoped it out like we were asking a bunch of um workers like oh what's this things like that like what's this line for blah 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 so we stopped by the marquee booth and we kind of like just asked about their meet and greet sessions because they were having meet and greets with like Boog and JD and um Elise Meneker and let's see Taylor McGregor so we just wanted more information about that and at the same time the Cubs charity line was going at the same time so if you don't know Cubs Charities does their own little meet and greet as well but you have to pay like it's $150 and then you get to go in and pick which player you want to meet and you and one other person get to do that. I think it's pretty good honestly and it goes to a really good cause but we were not going to do that just because it was our first time and we kind of wanted to more experience everything than kind of wait in lines. So um, yeah we walked by that and then we started heading towards kind of like the main level so like where the ballroom is and where the opening ceremonies were going to kind of take place on that same floor and on that floor there was more booths so you had connect roasters which is a coffee company that partners with ian hap so they were there and um they had they were selling their coffee they were giving out free samples really good stuff and then they also had a coca-cola like uh picture booth type of thing it's one of those 360 cameras really cool my sister and i did it and it turned out really good but yeah they had that um and then at that time, 670 The Score was also doing like a live radio show. So that was really cool to see there. And then um, also like concessions. It's funny because the food, I'll talk a little bit more about the food later, but the food there is like exactly how it is at a baseball game. Like you can get a hot dog, you can get nachos, you can get a pretzel, things like that. So yeah, so that was like kind of like the concession stand. And then um, further down, which was kind of like nobody was really there, was... Um, a big backdrop of backdrop of marquee and then a blue carpet so apparently like that was where the players were going to walk through in order to get into the opening ceremony room so like bef a, like a couple minutes before they were all going to walk in and kind of do like a little red carpet moment you know and on tv things like that but there was not a lot of people there so um yeah so we kind of just scoped out the place and it looked pretty nice so then after that, we were just kind of getting used to everything. 
we saw a lot of people were lining up ready to get into the main ballroom to get a seat for the opening ceremonies. And we were like, all right, well, we kind of want a good seat because we don't want to stand and we want to be able to actually see the players. So what we decided to do at this time, I think the opening ceremony started around like 630 and it was like three, I believe, or like 330. And we decided to kind of stay in that area and kind of almost get in line just so we can get a good seat. And there was really nothing much going on at that time either. So we stood over there and then we kind of go towards the back and we ask someone and we're like, hey, like, is this where the players are going to walk? And she's like, yeah, yeah, they're just going to walk over here around like 530, around six-ish, um, do like a quick interview and stuff like that. I was like, oh, like, can we like sit here? And she's like, yeah, sure. So we kind of sat behind like the They had like a barricade belt type of deal, but there was nobody there. So we were like, okay, so we just sit there, blah, blah, not thinking anything of it. And then like it starts getting closer and closer to the time and like Taylor McGregor shows up and like more of the camera crew. So it starts to click in our heads that they're going to be walking here. So we're like, oh my God, this is so great. But I don't think anybody else realized it because it was not crowded at all. There were two older guys there who kind of like knew what was going on, but like nobody else. So we were like, okay, well, we kind of just got front row seats. I mean, we've been sitting here for like an hour, but it was worth it. So, um, obviously it's not on time because with these things, they obviously get delayed. So the doors to, um, the opening ceremony, like, where you could actually go and get a seat, opened at, like, I want to say 5.30. So, my parents went to go stand in line while Sophia and I, my sister and I, went to go kind of, like, get a spot in front of the red carpet so we could, like, potentially get a picture, potentially, like, say hi to someone, get an autograph, things like that, but we didn't really think anything of it. So, the doors open and my parents go and they're running. So, they get third row seats and they save seats for us and I thought that was pretty good like for us being our first time not really knowing how anything was working it was pretty good so they got to be in the third row but none of the players had come out yet so Sophie and I are just waiting there we're standing and then I think more people start to realize what was going on so people start like coming and trickling in so Sophie and I were very lucky that we were just right up there so a few minutes pass and then they start saying how um, the players are going to arrive soon. So then the first person to come up on the carpet was David Ross. And he kind of just did like an interview with Taylor McGregor and went to go sign autographs, but on the opposite side from us. The thing is like, there was one side that, you know, a bunch of people were standing and then kind of like a big wall and then the other side. So we were kind of in that other side that like, you couldn't really tell was there. So the first few guys, David Ross, who else was it? Kyle Hendricks, Keegan Thompson, and Nico Horner, like, all just, like, went down the carpet and then went to the kind of the first section because that's the section that you notice the most and then left. So, we were so disappointed and we were like, oh my god, nobody, we're not going to get any autographs because, first of all, there's a bunch of security by us and then it's just inconvenient for them to come over here. So, we were like, great, we just waited here for like three hours and we're in the wrong position. Meanwhile, everyone on the other side is getting autographs and pictures and blah, blah, blah. So, we're like, oh. So, anyways, time goes by and then, you know, those players start to leave and then Dansby Swanson comes and everybody goes through the roof. I mean, people are screaming, people are yelling, people are crying. So it, it gets intense. So I'm like, I'm freaking out, right? Because it's Dansby Swanson. So he comes, he does his little interview thing. He goes and signs autographs. And then I 
if you know me personally, or I'm just going to tell you a little bit about myself, I am not a very vocal person. (laughs) I'm like a shy person, you know, I won't really want, I don't like to bother anyone, things like that. But something came over me at that time and I just decided to scream. I was like, dance me! And like, not the loudest, not anything like that. And then he comes over and he comes and I was, I had a hat for them to sign and it comes over and signs the hat and then signs the ball that my sister has. And I uh, literally in shambles, I'm like, oh my God. And then, you know, everybody else is starting to stick their hand out and getting him to sign things like that. But while he was signing mine, he asked me, he was like, oh, how are you? I'm like, my mouth was on the floor. I was speechless. I was like, he, Danji Swanson did just, did, like, did not just ask me how I was. So I'm like, oh, I'm good. How are you? And he's like, good, good. And I'm like, welcome to Chicago, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm happy to be here. Oh, it was the most, it was a, such a great experience. Such a friendly guy. He is so nice. And oh, just 10 out of 10 experience. But yeah, so I'm shaking. I'm like trying to take pictures. I'm like, oh, freaking out. But anyways, so because it was Nancy Swanson and a lot of people started to realize that he was over on our side, more and more people started to come and kind of push towards the front. Now, the belt that was in front of us was one of those like seat belts, so it wasn't really a metal bar. So, Sophia and I, my sister, who were in the first row, were like getting pushed and I felt so bad because I didn't want to, you know, fall on top of him. But if I took like one step, we would have all came to the ground. So, I was like trying to hold myself up, things like that. We managed it. It was great. I, oh, so yeah. So I instantly was in a better mood because I was in such a bad mood because I was like, nobody's going to come over here and sign. We just waited here for so long. But shout out to Dancy Swanson, who is literally the friendliest person ever. So respectful, so nice, and just such a genuine person. So yeah. So that was a good experience. And then I guess he was the one who kind of kickstarted it for us on the other side because then more players started to realize, oh, well, there's fans on this side. So they started to come over here. So I got, like, I was able to get a signature by Dansby and then Cody Bellinger came and that was a really cool experience. He was super nice too. Um, Christopher Morrell, PCA, uh, let's see, who else? Um, Tucker Barnhart, um Manny Rodriguez Patrick Wisdom so yeah a bunch of guys like I was able to get a lot of signatures that I was really not expecting honestly because I don't know like you just like wait there and you kind of hope and then at the beginning they're not coming to you but yeah so definitely worth it that was probably like one of the best parts just because like if you like you had to wait in line for so many signatures throughout the whole convention you had to pay for so many signatures and to be able to like go and get that you know obviously the time was spent yes but like you didn't have to pay anything you know just going out there and asking them oh loved it so anyways that was really cool we stayed out there for like the whole entire time until they were all done and then my sister and I headed back to into the ballroom and found our parents and took our seats so the opening ceremony started just a little bit after that and it was so cool first they gave you these like wristbands that like color changed and they were able to like kind of like manage what color they were turning and then at that time so like there was a moment in the beginning where all the lights turned off and they would just like shutter blue lights it was just so cool such a cool experience so everything started and um they started to kind of like start from the more um like the older players and then kind of go from them to I think next was the prospects or I could be wrong or I think it was I think it was alumni current players prospects I think that's how it went but I'm not sure on that um so 
they started to call out all the players. Oh, it was so good to see everybody, like, Mark Grace, um, obviously, like, Ryan Sandberg, uh, Rick Sutcliffe, like, older guys, alumni guys, and everybody was cheering so loud. People were standing on chairs. Such a good energy. And then when they started to kind of announce the current players, I mean, even, like, more of a crowd, it was just so amazing. A lot of cheers for, like, Nico, Ian, Dansby, Cody, um, Keegan Thompson, Justin Steele, like every single guy just got a big standing ovation. Even the young guys, PCA, people were going crazy. Brennan Davis, um, Kevin Alicantra. It was just such good energy in that moment. And it was like, like all the Cubs kids were cheering for them. So such a good moment. Um, and even like some guys who are from the 2016 team, we had Pedro Strope, um, Miguel Montero was there. It was so cool to see everyone. And honestly, like our seats were like pretty good that like we could actually see them. So we didn't have to look at them from like the screens or anything. They were just right in front. So it was just so great. So anyways, that kind of happened and they introduced everyone. And then um, after that, that was like, took about an hour or two. And the next thing was off the mound so off the mound was is it's currently a marquee show with ryan dempster and um he basically just like interviews players things like that so they were having that kind of live here almost like a talk show kind of like tonight show vibes and he was having dansby swanson cody bellinger and i feel like there was oh nico horner and ian happ so those were the guys that were going to be on the show so he first does dansby and everybody's there everybody's sitting and it was just so cool to see because like they were talking about things like kind of like the reasons why he wanted to be on the Cubs, um, his mentality, his family, a little bit like personal life type of stuff, things he likes to do, things like that. And it was just such a genuine conversation. Ryan Dempster is one of the best interviewers, in my opinion, I believe, like the questions that he asks or the relationships that he builds is just super great. So yeah, so I think that was like a really good thing. Um, and then Cody Bellinger's conference was just good as well. And Ian Happ and Nico Horner kind of did like a wine pong thing and it was pretty cool um yeah so they kind of just like it was him yeah it was just them two and they were answering questions and things like that it was fun and I think Jed Hoyer was also there I believe or I could be wrong I think that maybe would have been like another panel but yeah so just really good experience really good vibes and everything um but yeah so that kind of closed off the first night and it literally ended around like 10 so that ended and um the next thing was like I think it was like karaoke I think they were doing but you know we just decided to leave so we left that day and didn't get home until like midnight and then the next day it started in the morning so um we the next day it was just my dad and I and that was kind of the day filled with the most amount of things like that's like the big day so you got all the panels um meet and greets things like that so we get there around 9 9 30 ish and the first thing that was beginning was um the Ricketts family session so with Tom and Laura I believe and they were just kind of just answering questions and things like that so we get there and we go over to um the ballroom where they're doing the panel and we get there kind of like later after they started but they're just answering questions things like that and I didn't know this but fans could ask questions too so like the last like 10 minutes fans lined up and they went to go ask questions and I think that was like the best part I didn't know that you were able to do that so 
they were asking questions related to the new um, sports betting place in Wrigley. Uh, how, you know, like some of the questions were like, ooh, I wonder how he's going to answer this. But obviously, you know, they're professionally trained how to. So and they kind of, most of them went around the question just because some of them were like, you can't really directly answer that. I guess like somebody asked if he's still in on buying Chelsea um people are still asking about why did you trade Rit or what's the whole deal with Rizzo and Bryant and things and then why didn't we keep Contreras like wh- where's the money for that things like that so a lot of money related issues that um, were addressed but honestly pretty good pretty good questions that were being asked as well so yeah so that was like the first panel that went on and then after that was the baseball operations one. That was the one that I was the most excited for because that was Judd Hoyer and Carter Hawkins. And I just, I love learning about the business side of baseball. If you don't know, I want to potentially work in MLB front office. I want to work in business of baseball. I, it interests me. So obviously this was like one of the things that I was excited for. So a lot of the people there were like definitely older. So like, because a lot of the kids were either um, like they had a kid section or they were getting autographs because at that same time, autographs were going on. So we managed to get up to like the second row and um, we're sitting there waiting for it to start. And it begins and they were being interviewed by, I'm pretty sure it was, I think Boog Shambi was doing it. Um, but I could have been wrong. I forgot. They had a bunch of like marquee anchors kind of interview and lead the sessions so they were discussing about all of kind of like it was just like an update of like how the free agency was going how the offseason's going the plans for this season and I think that was my favorite panel because they didn't beat it they, they weren't going around the bush they got straight to the point and they said things that you wouldn't probably hear on a press conference and you didn't have to pry it out of them you know they were saying things how they are and I think that was really cool I think Judd Hoyer is definitely a guy who gets a lot of hate be just because he's a general or he's a president of baseball operations. I mean, who, I, which base president of baseball operations do you love, love and admire? I think that's part of the job, you know, to take hits like that, but he owns it. And I think he, he knows what he's doing. I believe that. And I think after seeing him talk as well as Carter Hawkins, who's a GM, I, I'm feeling confident, you know, I feeling a little bit more I think, you know, prior to this, I was like, all right, a little bit uneasy on their decisions, what they're thinking about. But after this, I felt more confident in what and knowing what the future of this Cubs team is going to look like. So, yeah, so they just were talking about um, the big guys that they signed, like Cody Bellinger, um, Dansby Swanson, Jameson Tyone, guys like that. And then they were also talking about the prospects, you know, plans for them. And um, they were also mentioning just like things that we would like like to know, I guess, in the way, like how they were talking about kind of the process that goes through when signing contracts, when dealing with extensions, things like that, avoiding arbitration. So more of that like fundamental but down-to-earth stuff. And then people also got the opportunity to ask questions as well, and they answered them respectfully. You know, people were, they weren't complaining, but they were definitely voicing their opinions on some things being made. So for example, like the amount of night games that there are or like what decisions influenced us not to pursue Wilson Contreras what's the plan for these prospects will we see them this year things like that like why do you sign one-year deals with you know Cody Bellinger what's the plan for that so 
the questions were good and obviously you know they knew that these were going to be asked and they directly answered them and they gave them a good answer they were nice they were respectful there was no like bad vibes and I think that's something that I admire the most is that they're both very well spoken and they both also at the end of the day wants want what's best for the team you know and I think um, they did get a lot of questions still about that Cubs core you know why that went away and um, I think a big misconception that a, f- a lot of people have is that your GMs, your presidents don't personally relate to these players. And I think they kind of established that these guys were family, you know. It was hard for them to cut ties with Anthony Rizzo and Javier Baez and Chris Bryant, Kyle Schwarber. But at the end of the day, you have to put the business hat on, you know, and you kind of have to take that family, that friend portion out of it because at the end of the day, that's your job. And that's what you have to do is to provide a Cubs team that fans are going to enjoy watching in the postseason, you know, and there comes a time where maybe that team just doesn't look right with the players it has. So I think that was probably definitely one of my favorite things about CubsCon was how the panels were just so real, especially this one. So yeah, that was probably my favorite panel, like I said, really good. So after that was over, um, a bunch of like kids like started running and try to get autographs and things like that. And I was like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. So like I went up to the stage and I actually got a picture with Judd Hoyer because I didn't have anything for him to sign. So I was like, oh my God, what if I just asked for a picture? And I, I got a picture with him and I was freaking out. I was like, oh my God, I was crying. I came back to my dad and I was crying. I was like, this is insane. You know, like Judd Hoyer is such a guy is a big guy in the industry and it was just really cool to have a picture with him so yeah so that was kind of that panel oh also another thing they also discussed how they're not done yet I know we've seen it you know over the course of a few days but that day he was like yeah I just had meetings in the morning with a few agents um we're definitely not done this free agency you know this off season obviously during this time it starts to slow down and things like that but they're not done so watch out for that and I think that part was also really good to hear assured Cubs fans people were cheering people were happy it was good vibes. So after that panel was the coaches panel. So that was David Ross, Tommy Hadovy, um, Mike Napoli, Willie Harris, um, new coaches like that, who um, were doing kind of a panel just talking about the process of going into being a coach, things like that. Um, I think it was a lot more question based, like a lot of people got to ask more questions and then they answered. So obviously you got the you got the questions about um who's going to be the opening day starter, what is the lineup going to look like, you know, getting, like, the banning of the shift, how does this affect it, so yeah, pretty good questions, I think, um, and then a lot of questions about the mental side of baseball, you know, like, you go through slumps, you go through long time, um, streaks where you're not hitting or just not performing the way that you used to or that you want to be, and kind of how coaches can help and, um, make you better, things like that. So that was a pretty good panel. Um, and then after that one was the Compound Podcast. So if you don't know, the Compound Podcast is a podcast hosted by Ian Happ with Zach Short, Dakota Mecca's. It's a John Boy Media podcast. So um, they were doing a live recording with guests. So they had Jan Gomes, Dansby Swanson, Cody Bellinger, Mark Grace, um, Nico Horner. Oh, Dansby Swanson wasn't on there. I'm sorry. It was just Mark Grace, Cody Bellinger, Nico Horner, Jan Gomes, Jameson Tyone. I think that was all. They had they had those guys on there, and they basically just treated it like a regular podcast episode. It was really cool to hear um, it in live and in person. If you don't know, the Compound Podcast is literally my favorite thing ever. Um, I admire it so much. And yeah, it was pretty good. 
and then they were just, you know, talking, like, if it was just a regular podcast, and if, you know, just, like, a conversation, um, the Mark Grace one was definitely really funny, though, so that went on, and then directly after that, so that was at 12, and ended around, it was supposed to end at 1, and at 1 started Ian Hap's meet and greet, so Ian Hap had a meet and greet scheduled with Connect Roasters, which was a booth that was there at their booth at 1 p.m., and um, the plan was for him direct to, directly to go from the podcast recording to the meet and greet. And I that was my plan too, but like me not thinking and also like I didn't know, I stayed for the whole podcast and then when it was over, I came over to go get in line for the meet and greet, but apparently there was a cutoff and it was only like the first like 50 people. So I was so sad because if you don't know, Ian Happ is like my favorite player ever, but I think... You know, I, you know what? Let me take that back. He may not be my favorite player, but my favorite human. I think I definitely like him better as a person than a player. And I admire him so much for the person that he is, both on the field and off the field. The, he is a baseball player. He's a compound host he, or a podcast host. He has this coffee thing, you know, his partner's business. He does so many things charity-wise, you know, five iron golf, uh, first tee, just he just does so much and it's hard work that you admire and I think I respect so much and I was really looking forward to meet him because you know you want to meet your role model you want to meet the person that you look up to or the person that you want to be so I was pretty disappointed when I didn't get in and I was kind of just like watching and waiting there I was crying at that time I was like oh my god it was embarrassing but at the same time like I was I was just so upset because I really thought I was going to have the opportunity to meet him so meet him there too so that was a little bit of a negative thing that happened but it's okay you know what it's gonna happen things like that um so he did that quick signing he did like signing and then some people took pictures and then um yeah so then after that ended my dad and I decided to go have lunch but it's our first time we don't know anything and we didn't want like the concession stuff so we decided to go to the hotel restaurant that was like connected to the hotel and it was like a steakhouse I'm pretty sure and I literally had like a Caesar salad and it was a good probably like 20 bucks or like I don't know it was like obviously like expensive and things like that but there was like nobody there but anyways we like just had lunch and then after that we went to the kids only press conference which was hilarious I loved it it was Patrick Wisdom he was kind of leading the whole thing Clark the Cub Adbert Alzlai, Justin Steele, Christopher Morrell, Brandon Hughes, and Brad Boxberger were the guys who were um, kind of there, like, answering questions, and all the kids got to ask questions. It was so cute. The questions were so funny. Um, they were just, they loved it, literally. The players were just having so much fun, and I think that's what makes it, like, more special, like, knowing that Patrick Wisdom has kids, you know, and Justin Steele just had a kid, things like that, so they kind of connect to it, and there was, I have to say, there was one moment that one kid was, like, nervous to ask his question. He goes and he starts, but then he stops because he just gets so nervous. My heart broke. And then Patrick Wisdom, he's like, he's like, okay, like, hold on. What if I ask you a question? So he asked him, I, I forgot what the question was, but he asked him a question and the kid answers, you know, and then he's like, Patrick is like, okay, now you ask me a question. And he answered it, you know, he, or he asked the question and he did it, you know, without a problem, without hesitation, he was fine. That moment, like I almost was like brought to tears. Like that was just so cool to see a player do that and help out a little kid and just use like 
kind of a strategy to help them, you know, be confident in things like that. And that's like, I guess, you know, the dad and Patrick wisdom. But I thought that was just the cutest moment ever. Um, that was definitely a really good po- uh, panel to go and see. And then um, Brad Boxer Burger is also the funniest person ever. Like, he's just so monotone. But at the same time, like, he's funny and he's not even trying. So that was super cool to see. Then moving on. So after that, the next panel was um, Road to Wrigley. So it was just the minor league guys and the prospects. And at that time, you know, we've been watching panels all day. They were interesting and fun, but we kind of wanted to see a little bit more. So we heard about the autograph process, but we were still like unsure on how it worked because they had like different tables. They had like A, B, C, D. And the A was the most prestigious one. And I think that one you had to like... um, buy tickets for or I'm not sure or maybe you just didn't but you had to have a voucher for it so the rest of them you can get you could just like walk up in line if there's like enough room so we went down there and at that time Manny Manny Rodriguez and Jeremiah Estrada were signing autographs so we like go there and we're like hey is there room open here like yeah yeah you guys could go so yeah so we went in there and waited through the line and we were like kind of struggling because we weren't planning to do that and we didn't have things for them to sign so we had them sign my dad's jersey and then also um a 120 hat obvious shirts hat so they signed that so we went up to them literally nicest people ever we talked in um Spanish to Manny Rodriguez he was talking to us in Spanish just great vibes then we talked to Jeremiah Estrada really good took a picture with them such a good experience we only waited in the line for like 20 minutes super good and then after that we realized that Javier Assad was also doing a signing and Javier Assad is also a Mexican um, baseball player so we got in line for that one we were like the last people to get in line and we had him sign the same things. We were talking to him. We were literally, I felt bad because we were holding up the line for like a good five minutes because he just, just was talking about like things with us. And he was talking to us in Spanish about, you know, oh, where are you guys from? Um, things like that. And yeah, so he asked us if we're coming to spring training. Genuine conversations with those guys. And I think that's the part that like sticks out the most and you're going to remember forever. So yeah, so really, that was a really good experience just because we did it like on the fly. It wasn't planned and we were able to get in and just things like that. So yeah, so we kind of like spent an hour doing all of that, which was super fun. And then um, since that's in the same section as like all of the merchandise stores, we decided to just go and take a look back at the jerseys because usually every single season I get like a new jersey. So currently my Cubs jerseys are looking like pretty good, honestly. So I have Javier Baez, OG. I'm always going to have that one because he was like my first ever like favorite baseball player and then him being Puerto Rican. I'm Puerto Rican and Mexican. So um, that was pretty cool. And then so I have the Javier Baez one that I got literally when I was probably like I want to say like 13 or something. I forgot, but 13 or 12, maybe 11. I don't know. I was younger. Still have that. But then I have that in pinstripes. And then I have also, I have one in pinstripes that says my name. And then I have a Jock Peterson City Connect and then a Nico Horner pinstripe. So I have three pinstripes and then one City Connect. So that's what my, my jerseys are looking like right now. So I wanted to get, um, obviously a new one this season and we went there and they had still a good variety but obviously like a bunch of the smalls and mediums were obviously taken since it was towards the end of Saturday so we go and I'm looking and I'm like I just I feel like I need a dance me one like I know I'm gonna get seven years out of it so I don't have to worry about that and it's just dance me Swanson like I met him like I have his autograph things like that so 
um, I picked it up and I picked up the last small jersey. I was so excited. I was like, I need to keep this forever. So they didn't have any more City Connect ones. I did want a City Connect because um, I already have like a bunch of pinstripes and I think the City Connect would have been cool because my current City Connect is of Jack Peterson and he's not on the team anymore. But it's also number 24 and that's Cody Bellager's number for now. So maybe it can kind of secretly be that but um yeah so I ended up getting Dansby Swanson number seven in pinstripes and then my dad got a Christopher Morrell City Connect one so those were the jerseys that we got and then um we also got I got a Cubs Con sweatshirt and um yeah so that was kind of like the merch that we got there and then after that we went to um the obvious shirt section and Joe was actually there at that time and he was such a nice person I got to take a picture with him um yeah so I thought that was pretty cool because I've been to the Obvious Shirt store, I think, two times, um, and, like, he hasn't been there, but every time I go in there, like, I think I can go at the perfect time because there's, like, nobody there, and I get, like, the store to myself, and I get to pick what I want and things like that, but, yeah, so definitely really cool getting to see him just because I've been such a big Obvious Shirts fan. I, like I said, I could literally wear an Obvious shirt every single day, love them, but um, we ended up getting a 120 clock green sweatshirt but it was like one of the more um lighter ones it was like soft inside um we ended up getting that for my mom and yeah so that was what we got for her and then I think that was really it so we kind of just got our merch and everything and then after that we um went back upstairs and we just you know, walking around, things like that, and we started getting ready for bingo. So, apparently, Cubs bingo is a pretty big thing. It's, like, one of the things that a lot of people look forward to, and there were so many people lining up. So, we get to the doors. We're waiting there for about, I want to say, like, two hours, and then once the door opened, like, the doors open, people go and run to try to get a table because in previous years, I heard people were, like, sitting on the floor for these things. So, we wanted, like, to sit down. So we go and we find a table really fast and it's only like me and my dad. So we find a table. We're with like a few other people who we don't really know, but then we get to know them and um, it starts and it's just, it's so cool. I, I will admit, it's just like, I feel like it'll be better. Like if you had like a bigger group of people, just because there's like at least like eight people who could sit at a table. Um, and it is like kind of a long going process thing. It's not really like, okay, B2, I-23, N-44, you know, it just doesn't go consecutively. It's just, like, time by time. So, it is more of, like, a pastime type of thing. And, yeah, so, really good vibes. I really liked it. Um, Didn't win anything, sadly, but I did leave a little bit earlier just because it was, like, it ended at 10 and it was just three hours long and we obviously had a long commute home because I live, like, an hour away from the city. So, um, definitely was a good experience and then I also met one of my Twitter friends there and I thought that was really cool but yeah so after that um we decided to leave and there was also auctions going on at the same time and it was cool because just seeing like everybody raise their hand like if it was like do we have 1,000 do we have 2,000 things like that I wanted to raise my hand for one of them but my dad said no but (laughs) yeah so those were cool to see um but anyways we decided to leave around like 10 or not 10 sorry 9 9 just like a little bit before it was officially ending and um yeah so then we went home came home got here around midnight and then Sunday our plan was not to uh go to Cubs Con because it was just like a kids thing like they had like a baseball clinic so obviously like 
things were still open and things like that but there was really nothing going on besides that and Sunday I had planned to go to the Connect Roasters brunch which was in which is at the Hotel Zachary and Ian Half was going to be there you know just making drinks making coffee things like that so we my mom and I attended that event and um it was so cool. It was probably like the best thing that I've ever been at. It was so much fun. So yeah, so Sunday we headed over there. The hotel is beautiful, by the way. It's actually stunning. And um, it was just such a good like environment. I feel like it was there was not a lot of people. You had to make reservations beforehand. Not a lot of people, uh, not a lot of like younger kids. It was more older people. And then um, you had a breakfast too. It was a three-course meal and coffee and all like the different like drinks Ian was making definitely a cool experience me and my mom enjoyed it we loved it so much um and then yeah so just such a like good vibe in there we ended up meeting Ian and I I think that is like the best moment of my life I will always remember that so I got to take a picture with him and I also got to talk to him and just like ask him like like questions like ask him for advice you know because I just find like the similarities between a high school student especially a junior or this could go for any student you know if you're college or even you're in middle school um and then someone who works so hard you know in the professional level and then is also doing things outside of that you can relate to a lot of things so I think like just asking him for advice was kind of like my main goal and when I tell you I my mind has been changed forever. He gives the best advice. He literally does. I think, like, like I said, one of the things, like, I admire him for is just his work ethic is there, and he just does so much, and, you know, as a high school student who, you know, is struggling right now with a bunch of, like, the homework. The homework load is a lot, you know, preparing for SATs, starting to look at colleges. I also do this, but this is something that I love to do, and then outside clubs, things to get my college applications up to par. It's a lot, and at the end of the day, like, I think you sometimes you just want to give up, but you have to, like, realize what your goal is and what where you want to be when you finally make it, and I think, you know, he talked to me a little bit about that, and perspective changed, and just, yeah, so yeah, that was just such a good moment just to be able to actually have a conversation with him and get to talk to him, so yeah, I definitely did shed a few tears, happy tears, but it was a really cool experience, Um, but yeah, so then, that was that. It ended around one, and then I also got a Connect Roasters shirt. It's like a Wrigley Field shirt. Also, we just talked about um, with uh, Caleb, who is the founder of Connect Roasters. We talked to him about um, Guatemala because I'm also my mom is from Guatemala. Guatemala, her mom's mom, so she, my mom is Guatemalan, so am I. And um, their coffee's from there, so we kind of talked to them about that. You know, like how is it there? We plan to go in there summer. You know, um, where do they get the coffee? Things like that. So it was just such a really nice. Um, experience and nice event to be able to talk to people and yeah so I think that was probably like one of the highlights of the three days as well so that was kind of like my whole Cubs weekend you should say I really had a baseball filled weekend definitely feeling the post Cubs depression right now hitting hard because literally I came to school we had Monday off I came to school on Tuesday slap in the face with just homework and just reality hits and it's like hey you had so much fun and I know it kind of was a glimpse of what your future is going to look like but you're still in high school. You still have to, you know, do your homework. You still have to study for tests and things like that. So I think it was just, it was hard to accept. It was a little bit hard and difficult at the beginning of the week, but you know, at the end of the day, you just got to keep going because just got to go through the motions, got to go through the steps to get to where you want to be. But yeah, so that was kind of a recap of my, my weekend and what it looked like. 
Now I kind of want to talk about a little bit like of what I really enjoyed and what I think was really good at CubsCon, but then some other things that maybe like could have like been fixed or I didn't think was like necessary. Kind of like we're going to do a little hit or miss segment, but their hits are going to be stuff that I really enjoyed. And then the miss is just stuff that like I didn't enjoy, you know? So let's go over that. So starting off with my hits, I think probably one of the biggest one was just meeting all the people. You meet so many Cubs fans there, so many Twitter friends. I definitely did. And it was just so cool to just like see them in person, take pictures, even like just like ask them for a picture, just saying hi, you know, things like that. I think like really made the whole experience better. Um, I know I met a girl who I've been following on Twitter for kind of like a long time now and she's helped me she helped me so much with this being my first CubsCon and just getting to meet her and just like thank her in person and just like seeing pictures things like that so I think like meeting your online Cubs Twitter friends in person is definitely like something that I definitely enjoyed throughout CubsCon. Um, another thing is meeting or multiple autograph opportunities. I think like I was very surprised with how easy it is to get an autograph from a player. Like, for example, like the blue carpet thing, definitely a good opportunity. And like, these are all free as well. Or like, after panels, a bunch of kids would just go up to the stage and the players would sign autographs and they'll go and take time out of like their time being there and just sign autographs and things like that. So I think there's a lot of opportunities besides paying you know money to go and get autographs or besides waiting in like super duper long lines it just depends you know kind of like on luck and then strategy as well but yeah so a lot of autograph opportunities definitely a lot play a lot more there's certain players who are more um open to just staying there for a long time i know that cody bellinger is literally would literally stay there for a good like 30 minutes after like him like doing like a panel or him just you know being somewhere he would sign like every single kid's baseball and it was the coolest thing ever because I just think that like that's so nice for them to you know take the time to go and do that but yeah there's definitely players who will stick around for a long time in order to just get a signature in or a picture in there so a lot of opportunities for that um fan questions I think fan questions is a big thing that I enjoy I think it's so cool that the fans have the opportunity to ask you know the GMs the president of baseball um like I oh there was another panel that I didn't mention but I went to which was the kind of more of like the business management stuff I forgot what's like the correct name for it but it's like the people who are in charge of like Wrigley Field and things like that so that's up to concerts you know other sporting events you know like the Northwestern football game that's there things like that so um that panel was really cool too uh so yeah so like the ability for a lot of fans to ask questions and kind of you know get an answer to what we've all been wondering I think you know one of the big ones was the money that we have to spend or where's the money going to come from you know the draft thing the draft kings sports book thing was definitely like a big topic but yeah just the opportunity to ask questions to those guys and get like a real answer is really great um another thing that I mentioned before the jerseys I love that they have such a wide variety of jerseys there and that um, they have multiple sizes too. They have different, you know, like I said, they have the pinstripes, they have City Connect, they have a few which are the away blues. I love them. Um, and then, oh, the panels. 
obviously the panels I love the panels I think like it maybe like this is like just like certain people but like I feel like I because I'm like so interested in there and I can literally sit there for three hours and get a whole presentation by Jed Hoyer and Carter Hawkins I would never be bored but I think like for me I thought it was a really cool experience just to learn more about the business operation side or just to hear more from the coaches and their strategies um things like that so I really enjoyed the panels and I honestly did not mind like sitting there the whole day I think I sat there for the majority of Saturday and it was fun um another thing I have is new players I loved that the new players were there I don't know if that's like been a thing but the fact that Dansby Swanton Cody Bellinger Eric Hosmer Tucker Barnhart uh Jameson Tyone Brad Boxberger that they were all there and you know they haven't played a single game yet in a Cubs uniform but they were still there still present meeting the fans getting like kind of like a sense of how Cubs fans are was just so great I feel like um, I don't know if like, like I said, I don't know if that's been a thing in recent and past years, but I think that was really cool to see them kind of just come out and definitely was a hit, I think. Um, and then the last thing is just the positivity and the energy that was brought for the upcoming season for 2023. I'll mention this later, but I definitely feel like my like view of the 2023 season is so much more different than when, than before I went to CubsCon because I like like I said you get clear answers from a lot of people who are in charge and plans and goals and things like that and just to see the mentality and the players speak about you know what they want to do this season things like that it just gets you hyped up for the season so that's definitely a big one that I really enjoyed just the positivity from everyone there now let's talk about a little bit of the misses there's just a not even a lot because like I said I had the time of my life but let most of these are just going to be based off of me because this is my first time being at CubsCon and I don't really, I didn't really know what to do. So let's see. First thing we got the food. So I didn't know. First of all, I didn't know that there was like no security when you got there. Like I, you know, like I thought they were going to have to like check your bag and like make sure you're not bringing any outside food type things like that but they didn't do that like I saw a bunch of people with backpacks on with like snacks and things like that so I would definitely be more prepared next time but um yeah I think like the food is definitely something that you should make sure to plan ahead for because like if you don't then you're gonna have to end up you know buying like concessions and like I said most of the time honestly most of the time they did run out because especially when it got like later in the night but, um, yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, hot dog, it's a pretzel, um, it's nachos, things like that. And then they have, you know, the restaurant that's attached to the hotel, but it's like a freaking, you know, four course meal type, like steakhouse, fancy restaurant and to go there, like in your Cubs jersey. I don't know. It's just like, I feel like it's definitely a lot more better if you bring your own food or you can even, I, a bunch of people were doing this, had food delivered to the hotel. Like a bunch of people were doing Giordano's, um, like other pizza places, McDonald's, uh, you saw like Chick-fil-A, things like that. So definitely would plan better next time. But I think the food is something that people should like, should make sure to go and kind of get their own food or make sure at least like you eat before things like that um another thing is the meet and greets and the scheduling okay this might just be biased because of me but I didn't like how for example this was a big one I think this is what the one that I'm referring to but the compound podcast was at 12 p.m right with Ian Hap and then Ian Hap had to go then to 
the meet and greet with Connect Roasters at 1. So that was literally like he had to go back to back. So for fans who, you know, me, big Ian Hat fan, I'm obviously going to want to watch the podcast and at the same time I want to meet him as well. So I think like for me to be able, like I couldn't do both. And I think I didn't know that and I kind of like realized it too late and by that point like maybe it's my fault but I think like you like the ability not to do both if you're an Ian Happ fan kind of sucks like I didn't like how like I could I could either go and watch the podcast or I can go and stand in line for two hours to meet him it was like either or type deal so I think like maybe like that should have been like a little bit more like like better with the schedule type things but I mean either way like I enjoyed watching the podcast it was really fun and then again I got to see him on Sunday but still um I just think like maybe that should have been like a little bit more planned out because like I said the lines do take a lot of time and a lot of your time and I think maybe because it was my first Cubs con I was more focused on being able to do everything more than like waiting in lines and stuff but definitely for next year I'll make sure to like plan ahead so I think like I definitely realized that I can't do everything and anything and I think like at that moment I did get upset about it but it is what it is you know I definitely had a good time um and then the last thing was the whole voucher process so everybody in my family which was four of us we didn't get to meet anybody we just got like I said the five dollars off which I thought kind of stunk because like I don't know like I wanted to be able to like to go and meet mm, Nico Horner or um, who was another guy like Patrick Wisdom who were doing those like autographs in like the section A so I think like maybe like I heard like in past years they were poorly distributed I feel like this year maybe it was a little bit better but I didn't get one I just got five dollars off but yeah so maybe like that should be planned a little better but yeah that's really all my misses like I said I had the time of my life definitely like the best days of my life so not a lot of you know negative things I have to say um moving on I'm gonna do another segment so this is just gonna be like the things that I learned being a first timer you know my first time there this is the things that I learned and maybe like if you want to go to CubsCon next year you can use as well so um like I said I already said this earlier bring your own food it's definitely gonna be so much better if you bring a couple snacks if you make some sandwiches or like I said you want to get food delivered is your best bet better than buying concessions there or like having to go to the restaurant because it's honestly just not worth it so definitely bring your own food make sure to plan for that and then for bingo for bingo also bring your food and also like just like bring like kind of maybe like stuff to do in between because it's like a three-hour event and it goes by like pretty slow I would say it's more of like a pastime type of thing so like if you want bring your own beers bring your own food a lot of people were like having pizza brought their own pizza things like that so definitely correlates with the food thing but definitely for bingo I would make sure to have like a meal like eat while you're doing bingo because just to sit there and just do bingo is kind of like boring in a way so that's the second thing the third thing stay at the hotel so I thought you know, it's my first time and I thought like, okay, well, I only live 45 minutes an hour away from the city. So the commute wouldn't be that bad. It's only two days, whatever. Mm, Yeah, it was pretty bad because getting home at midnight and then having to leave at like 7am the next day is hard. And especially when you were like exhausted and doing a bunch of stuff. So like, I definitely recommend staying at the hotel. They do sell hotel packages which is what a lot of people did prior to selling the weekend passes um 
and yeah just staying at the hotel just makes so much more sense and it makes it a lot easier it's honestly not a bad price either um you just stay there for the weekend and then you have time to do things that are late at night like harry karaoke is definitely a big hit so like things like that that i got to miss out on but um it definitely saves you the time from driving if you live far away things like that so i definitely recommend staying at the hotel um next thing oh don't be afraid to ask questions they have a bunch of workers there and obviously like their job is to answer the question so no question is a dumb question i was asking literally everyone left and right even if they didn't work here i was asking because i wanted to know what was going on you know if i wouldn't have asked about um the blue carpet i probably would have walked away and never gotten the opportunity to get like a signature from dansby swanson or cody bellinger so i definitely would make sure to ask you know, what's going on, whatever, you're not going to sound dumb, I promise. Next thing, oh, prepare questions. Now that I know that, like, I am, have the opportunity to go and ask questions during the panels, definitely, like, prepare to go and ask one, Um, and, you know, you might even get, like, the chance for them to answer it, but, yeah, definitely, like, make sure, like, if, that's something that you want to do, prepare it, because, like, I, when I saw that they were doing that, I was like, oh my god, that's so fun, but, like, I don't know what I'm gonna ask, I was, like, on the spot, kind of nervous, so definitely prepare that, um, let's see, this is a big one, so I don't know what didn't cross my mind, I think, because I was, like, rushing the day before, super last second, make sure to bring things to sign, and make sure to bring enough, I, I mean, I saw people with buckets of balls, like, of baseballs, that, like, you find at, like, sporting goods was we're carrying the whole bucket and at first I was like what the heck that's so weird but now that's like such a smart idea you're not gonna look dumb I promise because everybody else is doing it but literally that's such a good idea print out pictures um things that like are like like sentimental things like that that like say you have a picture with a player and you want to get it signed bring that because like that means they're gonna know who you are they're more likely to remember you things like that I would definitely be prepared with things for them to sign because I definitely was not and was frantically running around like I was like oh my god it would be super cool to get an autograph from this person but I don't know what they're gonna sign because I don't have anything so definitely next year you're gonna see me with a bucket of baseballs that I'm gonna be bringing so definitely recommend that and also I did bring like a baseball but it was like I only brought one and then I had that signed at the blue carpet and it was more it's a team ball so I have like a bunch of players signatures on there so it kind of sucks because it would be really nice to have just a signature of Nico Horner or just a signature of Dansby Swanson on just one baseball so definitely be prepared with bringing things to sign and then the last thing I have is I would definitely recommend buying your jersey for the season there just because they have so many options so many sizes things like that I feel like it's going to be a better bet for you to find one there than you know at a cub store and then having to wait online and sometimes they're even cheaper so definitely recommend that but yeah so that's really my weekend recap my story time I guess you could say and then a little bit of tips my hit or miss on that kind of convention type thing. And yeah, so that's really what I got for you guys today. I did want to close off though with kind of talking about Cubs news because at the end of the day, we are a baseball podcast that talks about news within the baseball world. And here we are on this Cubs episode. So I do want to touch on some news that happened over 
the weekend and over the past week. We're going to go by really fast because this is a long episode. So first, the Cubs got Trey Mancini. Let's go. And this happened at CubsCon. At CubsCon during bingo, it was announced. Like, that's so crazy. I, like, remember getting the Twitter notification. I'm like, I literally jaw-dropped, phone slammed to the table. I turned to my dad. I'm like, we just got Trey Mancini. Like, it was so crazy. And the fact that, like, not a lot of people knew and then people started to, like, slowly, like, find out. There were chants started of Trey Mancini at CubsCon. They announced it over bingo. It was so great. But anyways, the Cubs got Trey Mancini. I'm kind of shocked. Like, I feel like after we got Eric Hosmer, the idea of bringing Trey Mancini to the team was kind of out because they're both first basemen. So I think, like, at first when it was kind of said that we were looking at Trey Mancini, we were looking at Eric Hosmer, it was one or the other. I didn't think it was both, but Jed pulled the trigger on that. And I think that who that's who he was talking about on Saturday morning at CubsCon, like, saying how he was having meetings with agents type things. So... Yeah, we got Trey Mancini, which is great because Trey has been a pretty good consistent player on the Orioles. He did have a bad stretch when being traded last season to the Astros during the postseason. Not really a good run for him, but that doesn't mean he can't come back and just be the player he was in Baltimore here. Um, two years, estimated around $14 million, That's what they're saying. But yeah, so I think that's really good um, signing by us. I feel like it... it it's out there. I think it was unexpected for sure. And it now does leave a lot of question marks because there's no doubt he's a good player, right? But at the same time, now you have Eric Hosmer, you have Trey Bantini, and you have Matt Mervis at first base. Who are you going to put there? I definitely don't think Eric Hosmer will be out there every single day. If not, he'll be DHing. But Matt Mervis is minor league guy. He's going to be probably coming up. You want to get him a few reps in there, but obviously, you know, he's not going to go out and play the all 162, this being his first major league season. And then Trey Mantini, who's been playing for a long time veteran guy like Hosmer, um, but does have those consistent games at first base. So maybe you put him in there. So we definitely do have a lot of options. This was actually something that Jed said at CubsCon, but he would rather have too many good options on his team than have no one at all. And I agree. I Like they said, it's a good problem to have, but it does leave a lot of question marks of like how the season is going to look now. But I'm not mad. I'm not mad, honestly, because I think that Trey Mancini is a good player. Um, now you have three really good first basemen. Your infield is looking pretty good now. Um, question marks at third base, maybe, like if Wisdom's going to be there, if Morel's going to be there, things like that. But I don't know. We got Mancini. I'm not mad about it. I'm pretty happy. Next thing, we sign Julian Merriweather, who is a veteran guy from Toronto, and he played with the Blue Jays last season, 31 years old, has been playing in the league for a long time. Um, He has pretty good stuff. With this, actually, they had to DFA Manny Rodriguez, so unfortunately, that had to happen, which is pretty upsetting. I was pretty upset about it, but um, but yeah, so Merriweather does look to be a good pitcher, 94th percentile in that fastball um, spin rate. Um, Really good stuff, honestly. I think he maxes out at like 97 on the curve, I think. I could be wrong with that, but pretty good stuff, pretty good speed in there. He doesn't really, you know what? I think it's the slider. I don't think he throws the curve a lot. The curve isn't there, but he's more of a fastball and a slider, I think. But yeah, so we get him. And then 
we are also, I think like, I did want to touch on this because I feel like it's been kind of a topic amongst the Cubs recently. There has been a lot of questions about what the Cubs are doing this offseason. What's the plan? Why do they keep getting all these players? Things like that. And I think that it, it, it definitely is surprising to other fans, maybe other teams, that, you know, why are the Chicago Cubs getting all these players right now when the odds of them competing in the division are slim? You know, you got the Cardinals, you got the Brewers, things like that. And to an extent, I do kind of believe in that, you know? I think it's kind of, from an outside perspective, hard to see that this team is going to go and get so many good players and then you expect them to compete but at the end of the day maybe it doesn't look like that and I think that I have a lot of hope in this team just because on paper it shows that they're going to be good but at the end of the day it's what's performed in the game on the field but I think like the priority this season is to win games and the signings of the new players that have come to the team have proven that they know how to win games. They have the mentality to win games. Players coming in from um, Atlanta, from Milwaukee, from New York, from Toronto, those teams win games. The Cubs last year were just short of 500, of a 500 being a 500 team, I'm sorry. And who's to say now that we acquired all of these players, we can't be over that 500 level. And like I said, I think you have to, in retrospect, kind of see that this team, their plan is to win games, and they went out to go and get players who can win games. You know, I'm not saying that. I don't think that our plan this year is to go and win the World Series. No, but at the same time, we want to win. We want to be above 500 club team. That's ultimately the goal. And, you know, signing these players, whether it's on a one-year deal, on a two-year deal, it, it doesn't matter because either way, they're on our team. And, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. You know, I definitely think the one-year deals, the two-year deals are filler spots in order for us to prepare for our prospects. The Cubs have a really great farm system that I think is very underrated amongst baseball. Nobody really talks about about it. Nobody knows about it. So having PCA come up, coming up pretty soon, having Brennan Davis, Kevin Alicantra, Matt Mervis is going to make his debut this year probably. Having those things like it matters when making these decisions right now in free agency, you know? So I think like right now we're in the stage of preparing for prospects, you know? We don't want to wait around and sit and be a losing ball club just waiting for these players to be ready. No, we still want to win games. And if we can, we're able to get a one-year deal for just a couple million, then we'll do it because it's going to get us a good player for the time being right now. I think we, the Cubs right now are focusing on their current status, and then as well as the future in the long run. That's why some of these guys aren't here, like some of the outfielders didn't sign or some of the pitchers aren't signed for five plus years, you know, things like that. So I think that's something that other fans and other teams should really focus on is that that's what we're trying to do and that's what I believe the Cubs plan is this year. With that, let's talk about how this also means things for current players, right, who are on the team, Ian and Nico, who officially are now it was reported that our beginning talks about extensions with the Cubs, things like that. Ian expressed how he wants to stay here. The Cubs have expressed how they want him to stay here, as well as the same thing with Nico. And I think they're two guys who could be longtime Cubs, could be forever Cubs, just because Nico Horner is such a great player, and I think they know the value of him, and they don't really see him as a trade piece on the 
contrary, Ian Happ, Ian Happ can be a good trade piece, but I think he's, they know how valuable he is to this team, so they're going to keep him there. I do think extensions will get done. I'm pretty positive about that. If not, it's going to be hard, but I, I do think that the right decision is to keep them, and I feel like the Cubs will be able to do that and kind of just set out um, a contract and just get, get that secured for the following years because although we have so many prospects that are going to be coming up at the same time, you, you still want to have veteran players on your team. You still want to have guys who have the experience on your team. You know, this just can't be a completely new team. you got to have those guys. So I'm hopeful that those extensions will get done. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to talk about is just how you guys, you better watch out for the 2023 Chicago Cubs because I'm telling you, you can say that they just went on a shopping spree. You can say that they just went out to get whoever was left or whoever was on the market for no reason. You can say that. But when at the end of the day, this team is still a good team, whether you like it or not. They have the numbers, the stats are there, and ultimately I think that they're going to perform that the way that they've proven to perform in in past years you know this is you can say you know it's just a mix of a bunch of random players stuff like that but at the end of the day isn't that how you make a team you know what I mean you you get your first baseman you get your second baseman you get your shortstop you get your third baseman left to right center it's not going to be just guys who are just all for some reason connected to each other. You know, I think that's the kind of becoming of a team, things like that, that you have to get players from all over the place, things like that. So I think that I'm very hopeful this season and I think the Cubs have not been underrated in the way of signings this season. I think that, you know, it's been known that the Cubs have been making a lot of signings and good ones. But I think it's underrated on the way that we're being going to be seen this season. And I think it's going to, we're going to show a lot of people that we can be a good ball club this year and contend this year. So it's going to be exciting to see. But anyways, that is it for this episode. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Tune in for Monday when we're going to be back with another just regular baseball episode about baseball news as we prepare for spring training, catchers and pitchers report soon. I'm super excited for that. Again, thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back on Monday with another baseball episode and you will hear from me then. Have a great rest of your day. Goodbye.